we have another guest in the studio with us. Now, Mary Noonan doesn't claim to be from um, Kilinena, but no. Mary, you told me as you were growing up, you had a perfect view of Mara. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, I'm a Galwegian by birth, and um, I lived down the valley, you know, in the lowlands down near uh, Lakutra, and we absolutely had perfect reception. Unlike our neighbours in Fermara. <laughs> my father used to, uh, actually, I would say almost boast about it when people would come in. He'd always make a point of turning on the telly and showing them this amazing. It was almost like 3D for us. It was so, the, the reception was so brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And the sound was so brilliant. So we were removed enough, I guess, and we had a perfect line of vision to the, the mast, yeah. which always fascinated us as small children. I was born in the the last day of the 50s. <laughs> yeah. So I was quite small, obviously, when the um, when the uh, the mast was being built. But uh, I, I can remember my, my father had worked in the planting of the forestry. Yeah, and you mentioned that, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, I, ca I, I don't know when that was, but it was one of the first, plant maybe, might have been the second planting of a feeling. Um, and he talked about... Insofar as I can remember it now, he talked uh, actually about, um, you know, about the lads walking from the valley in Killinina at the back of the church there, Pat, you know, and, and walking up the, I think it's three miles actually, Pat, up across the hills. He used to walk up to work the, um, was it Tom? Maroney, Tom Maroney. Tom Auction. Tom Maroney, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. some more of the local men there. And they, you know, they, they were all such great characters. My, my father was, loved all the characters in that area. He was a bit of a character himself, actually. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, he, he really enjoyed his uh, working there. It was hard work, of course. It was hard and work, I'm sure. And it must have had a great draw for you, Mary, because you ended up... Getting <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. closer. With no, no coverage. With no coverage at all. <laughs> and the funny thing was I met the man from uh, Kilinina while I was in Dublin so that's really yeah, funny yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah um, yes that's right I'm here 37 years and uh, I suppose I feel I have almost merited being called local at this stage yeah, almost uh, yes yeah. and of course you were principal of uh, Drummondura School for many years I was yeah I was and uh, uh, for th well I was 29 years a principal I had already worked there a year when I was younger so in all in all I worked 30 years there oh. and um, yeah and I suppose I for me um, I remember Marion and the girls going to school Marion was a year ahead of me if I remember right and her sister was a year behind me and and we on uh, Saturday morning that time there was school on Saturday morning believe it or not yeah, so those of us too. who went yeah. to the convent or the, the boys school the college uh, took the bus on a Saturday morning which meant that we didn't have to go to Tubber we went to Kilinina mm -hmm. and we were always fascinated by how the bus driver could turn the bus at the steepest place <laughs> up the <through> cloud <laughs> we, we always imagined he was going to go straight in over that wall at the bridge was that Philip Flanagan? I suppose it was oh, actually. Yes. Yeah, yeah. How oh, is the time he left for standing? After walking the two miles. <laughs> so we got to know some of the, you know, the the, the Kilinina boys and girls at that time, and um, I suppose when I came to the when I came to the school in 1990, then I was. Uh, well, do you know, it all came back to me when I was reading Martin's book, which I think is an absolutely gorgeous book. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, it's so beautifully written. But in the early chapters, particularly where he talks, 
there's an absolutely, you, it just oozes through the book, a kind of an innocence and, you know, a sense of, of, uh, of the magic that he felt living where he did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and that comes across even when he's talking yes, about it. he's portrayed that yeah. so well. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that, you know, you, he, he was in awe all the time of his surroundings. Mm -hmm. And I think that came true in the sort of, his mystical sort of view of life in general and his... He's, he's almost like a seer, I often think, you know, yeah. uh, Martin is. He's an amazing, he's such a Mary, spiritual viewer. Mary, I'm fascinated viewer. also by your interest in all the historic sites. I'm so very interested in it. Okay. And, and, and actually, uh, Marion mentioned several of them. Did you hear, do you know her piece? Here? Yes, I heard yeah. it, yeah. Oh, no, I heard all the program yeah. earlier, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. no, so uh, the, I, I suppose I was aware, Marion and I were involved um, many years ago now in setting up the East Clare Way. It actually started in our, my kitchen with Marion and myself. Oh, right. uh, the, whole, the, whole pro the whole project started off there and then we got you know, all the different people involved. And as part of that, of course, we, we became aware of a number of uh, ancient sites that Marion alluded to, like Belly yes, Crown. But actually, what I hadn't realized is there was a huge number of them in the Kilinina and Corbeja um, and Faha area. And so since I've retired now, I was always aware of a couple of them because they're well documented, mm -hmm. which is uh, in Corbeja. There's a very ancient four and a half thousand year old wedge tomb. But interestingly, in the valley that I was talking about, that, that you know, there's a beautiful glacial valley that goes up at the back of the church in Kilinina right up to Mara. Um, 25 years ago, there were three very significant ancient uh, uh, monuments found there. One of them is kind of is the, is the uh, the giant's grave, which is, uh, was found by I have his name here now. He's actually married to one of the brother girls, and uh, he found two of them actually. And um, and then last year, I myself was working on a, something that I'm interested in, you know, uh, uh, reading the landscape course, and as part of that, I. I was interviewing lots of different local people and one of the people whom, you know, who's very well known really in, as a character, as a musician, as lots of other things, is Pat O'Neill. Mm -hmm. And on his land there's several monuments and one of which is a hugely significant one. I'm only dying for some archaeologist or someone to come and, and explore it. So there's a trivalid fort on his land which is like, so it's, okay, so you know Mahan Fort? Yes. Yeah, Mahan Fort is a huge, obviously, it's a huge Bronze Age site. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is not anything as big, but it is, it is, is equally significant in some ways because it was, rather than many of the forts, you know, were just maybe medieval um, farmsteads, but some of them were, were of ceremonial value. Mm -hmm. yes. And uh, a woman called Zina Hochter, who was over our course, she was very excited by it because she felt it was definitely Bronze Age and that it was more than likely a huge ceremonial place for a gathering, like an Enoch. And then, of course, when you think about the name Kil on Nach Enig and Kil on Enig, it means the hill of the Enoch and later became, of course, the, the, just a cattle fair. But I would say originally was an ancient uh, gathering place. The Enoch was a huge uh, festival in ancient Ireland mm -hmm. and so there are two place names right beside each other both of which are very high on the hill Nakanina and Kilanina and I I'm really of the opinion of course obviously I have to do a lot more work on it that this actually was an ancient because when you're up on that hill you can see six of the other forts there's intervisibility between the hill forts mm -hmm. you can see uh, Lys you can see uh, Glantuhl uh, Nakanina um, 
Krubeha, and the fifth one now is gone out of my head. Mm-hmm. And you, there's intervisibility between these forts, and that's not, that just didn't happen by accident. No. Yeah. I feel. Yeah. You know. Can I ask you, oh, sorry. sorry, can I ask you, Mary, like, how do people access them? Are they on private land? They how are. does that work? Like? You know, it doesn't actually at yeah. the moment. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> and in <laughs> fairness now to the different people that I spoke to in that area, they were really, really very generous <coughs> and allowed me to go in. So I am, I have to say that it is on private land and you cannot go in without. Uh, without permission and people you know I mean in fairness it's people's workplace exactly yes. yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. and another uh, right across from the school in Drumandura there's a little boreen that goes right up the hill uh, up to Kerbeha and that's where the the Kerbeha wedge tomb is but a couple of fields away from that and I had never seen this in my 30 years but I saw it last year there's a huge slab of rock with very intricate carvings and that go back Probably to, well, there's two theories on it. One is that, uh, you know, that there, were, that there was a monastic site in Faha, which we know about, but they may not have been, you know, that we're talking about the early years of the Christian church, and they may, it may have been a Coptic, what they call a Coptic church. That's mm-hmm. just a theory. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and because some of the symbols on this rock are similar to, you know, what are found in, in uh, Coptic drawings, and or that they were, uh, that it was, that it was maybe some kind of a slab for, for the, the penal mass. It's on the ground now. And uh, that there was a kind of a map on it. And it was a way of showing people, maybe it was some kind of a coded message during penal times when, when you know, we know that the, the church in Fahad, that a, the, a priest was um, uh, ordained there, a McGowan man, a local man, by Blessed Oliver Plunkett. Well, he's Saint Oliver Plunkett now, isn't he? He was Bishop Oliver Plunkett at the time. Are most of these sites are they are they documented? I mean, are, some are of them are. Yeah. Sorry, Mary. Mary was going. No, to I just I just I'm interested about the whole thing because going back even further, we say Paul's the list. Yeah, that's what they are the forts, of course. Yeah, but okay. So list. So the list itself, where was at the top of Rogers's. Yes. And so that had. Again, it had the six. You see, there's, there's had, seven is a magic number, really, isn't it? Yes, yeah. They yeah. had the six Lachines. Yes, and around them. You know, them. Patrick, you know where some of the Lachines are. Well, I only know about three of them now at this stage. But but there was the Lachines, and the one I'm thinking of particularly is. A list being a, a small fort, like. Yeah, yeah but it, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's intact. That's oh, yeah. the field there, and the, it's intact, and, and the, the feel of it. But it isn't just that. It's that when we were growing up, and I'm sure the marks are still there. That there was linking directly back to Deirdre and Nisha uh, and, and all that. That the what they called the, the the footprint, the horses print. Yeah. That that there was one in Derry Bryan. There was one in Lith. Or St. Pa- Pat- Patrick's footprint, is it? No, no. This well, this was the going, horse. No, this is going back further. Oh yeah. This okay. was going back to the Fina. Right. And to the thing and a corresponding one in Bellacrown. Yes, on top of the on one of the on one of the rocks there, yeah. and like you described the, the the Coptic writing to a certain extent, which will be a later oh a yeah, later yeah, time yeah, again. Was, yeah, but it's just interesting to think that these sites, they're not just linked, they're linked to ancient history. Very ancient. They're linked to, uh, and I know you're talking, but we talk about the fairies and the strays and going back to that. Yeah. But but these are our actual physical links to yeah. the Fina. And the O'Corea and O'Donovan, you know, yes, the antiquarians, okay. when, when they when they um, were documenting the ancient, very ancient monuments we we're talking about, going back six, seven, five and six, seven thousand years, um, 
A couple of things that were interesting about the area. One was they referred to the area as the area of green, the district of green, meaning the sun. And um, a number of uh, symbols, including the ones that are like cup marks that you can see on the rocks up in at the giant's grave in the valley I'm talking about. And uh, there has been another, you know, there has been another... Um, find as well I'm not quite sure where it is and uh, where there are a number of uh, sun symbols very similar to what's been found in Newgrange has been found in the area and these so that would suggest like that there was a very uh, organized and ancient civilization there because uh, you know the whole the area is even called like the lake of the sun yeah. you know yeah. and there's a lot of things dairy grain yeah, and of course in the the whole uh, mythological story about how Grania, you know, when Dermot was killed on the edge of the lake, that all, you know, that's all documented the mythology of it. But uh, certainly, my my own husband found in 1993 he found um, three stone axes close to a kind of a wet area near our little river. That we're, we're very close to Loch Grania, and our river flows into it. And then two years ago, we found two more. So we found we all now we found five. Uh, axes are one of them is a kind of a hammer-like thing and they've been dated at about six and a half thousand years and so there's a lot of there's a, there's a lot of history, ancient history in the area and I can't wait for it to be sort of mm. discovered. And we're really touching the, barely touching the surface of us yeah. today, Mary, but yeah. thank you so much for coming in and sharing it with us. But Mary's very talented though. We know, oh, yeah, we no, know of other yes, talents. I'm going to come to that now in a minute. Um, she's a great musician. Yes. Uh, I am not a great musician, first and foremost. You're a lovely singer. Okay. Anyway, I, yeah. So Martin I won't the great embarrass musician. you any further, but we have a piece uh, on... on um, uh, we've recorded it already um, of you singing. So we're looking forward to that, Mary. And thank you so much for coming in and sharing all that thank great you, knowledge. With I have to go back to school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three. 
like a show.